Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. In recent fictional news, it was rumored that hospitals in Multnomah County were being required by law to have someone on staff that could speak Klingon. This turns out to be false, as the hospitals were merely attempting to have someone on call who could speak both Klingon and also Tolkien's Elvish. A psychiatrist in Portland was quoted as saying that he has patients who believe they are Napoleon and also some that believe they are Aragorn, so it is not outside the realm of possibility. Turns out Portland's motto, keep Portland weird, is not simply a joke, but something they take very seriously. I've never been more proud to be from Portland. Portland is so weird, though. Last time I was there in one day, I saw both a man dressed as Darth Vader riding a unicycle while playing bagpipes. His name is the Unipiper. The Unipiper. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) we see him all around. I swear. See, I'm not making this shit up. Um, And then in the same day, I also came to a stop sign, stoplight. It was probably like eight or nine at night. And I paused because there was a bike rider coming, sitting in my car, and he goes cruising on by totally naked. And then another one goes by totally naked. And over the course of the next 10 minutes, no kidding, probably 200 people entirely nude on every form of two and three wheeled bike you could imagine rode past me. Was it in June? I think so. It might have been the naked bike ride. It was this last summer. Yeah, it probably (laughs) was. It was crazy. And some people were on bikes that were like two stories tall, totally naked. I was like, if you fall, man, oh boy. I uh, I did the naked bike ride one year. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I uh, I crashed, and it was and there oh. were thousands of people watching. Oh, so, ow! Yeah, I crashed in front of thousands of people naked on a bicycle once. Oh, brutal, dude! Brutal. <laughs> I've also got some fantasy news here. It seems that print books had huge sales in 2021, according to Publishers Weekly. Unit sales of print books rose 9% in 2021 over 2020. 826 million print units were sold last year, a jump of nearly 68 million over 2020 and 132 million over 2019. And the largest seller by far was young adult fiction with unit sales jumping 31%. That is so cool to read. Wow. Yeah, that kind of made my day when I read that today. I was reading an article earlier today that the fantasy book genre especially is on the rise and is expected to break some decade-long highs this year. That makes a whole lot of sense, especially with the popularity of stuff like Game of Thrones and The Witcher. You know, fantasy's always been kind of in the forefront of a lot of pop culture, but yeah, now more than ever. It's pretty cool to see. It's becoming cool to be a nerd again. I think it's always been cool to be a nerd. I agree. What have you been getting into this week? I started The Emperor's Soul by Brandon Sanderson. Nice. And I love it. I'm not very far in. It's a pretty small book, and I'm only like 28, 30 pages in, but it is so good so far. And his, I just have to commend his ability to build a world in an interesting way that isn't uncomfortable or like odd doesn't pull you out of the story. You know, some authors will have two characters having a conversation and they'll be like, you know, if if I was saying, you know, I was stuck stuck in traffic the other day in a car, you know, that thing that has two wheels that I drive to work in. Like, I would never say that in a conversation with you, but some authors will have their characters say that just to explain to the reader what a car is because they might not know. But Brandon does it so cleverly. I just, man, it's so good. I read that last summer and I read it really quickly and I really enjoyed it. 
It's about a woman who can forge art, right? That's her magical ability. Yeah, so she apparently by knowing the history, location, um, birthplace of different elements like rocks and stuff, she can create forgeries and then put some sort of magical stamp on it that gives it a a likeness very similar. I remember that. Yeah, it's really interesting. And there's already a quote. I always fold the pages um, on books. That, no, no, not for like keeping my place. Disgusting. I'd never do that. I fold the pages for things that I find really insightful or yeah. like a line that I'm like, ooh, I want to remember that. That way, like 10 years from now, when I go to my bookshelf, I can pull one out and just flip through to the little corner and just find some like cool little line. And I already have one of those 28 pages into this book. She's being escorted by the guards up to meet the people who captured her. And she says, last time she had lost, this time she would win. She abandoned all sense of frustration at being captured and became the person that could deal with this new chance, whatever it was. She would seize and thrive. And I love that because so often we get like mired in our own like resentment, you know, about like, man, this shouldn't have happened to me in the first place. But it did happen to you and you are in this situation. So as opposed to like feeling sorry for yourself, become the person who can deal with this new chance. You know, it's not even she's seeing something like she might die and she's seeing it as a chance, like an opportunity. And I just loved that whole thing. He's really good with with super good proactive characters and it's really awesome to see a novella by Brandon Sanderson. I know that he just came out with another novella related, I think, to Stormlight Archive. I could be wrong. The magic system that is in The Emperor's Soul is so interesting. And it's just this little novella. Like he could have made a whole giant book out of it, but it's just this little sliver and it's perfect. So that was one of my questions was, is it set in the world of The Way of Kings or totally different? So, so the world is called the Cosmere. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it I think it's a prequel to Elantris. I could be okay. so wrong about that. But I think I remember reading that it's either a prequel or a sequel to Elantris, which is in the Cosmere, too. Got it. OK, uh, what have you been up to this week? I have read a bunch of stuff. I was kind of sick all week, so I got a lot of reading done. Uh, I just finished today. I finished The Last Lecture by Randy Pausch. Have you heard of that book? No, it's it's a nonfiction. It's by this uh, computer programmer named Randy Pausch. And he was like a college professor and he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and was told he only had like three to six months to live. And I guess in universities, professors now and then will give what's called a last lecture. It's like a big deal lecture. And so his is kind of like a double entendre. Like it literally is like his last lecture because he's about to die from pancreatic cancer. And it's just this really cool, like uplifting book. Um, very optimistic. It's kind of like this legacy he wanted to leave behind for his kids, just about like his outlook on life. And it's a lot of really cool tidbits in there from somebody who's been presented with this really terrible situation and how he kind of looks at it. So it's a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. And so it's like his like, this is my final nugget of wisdom. Totally. And there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. I mean, the one thing that I took away from it more than anything was that he, he had this idea for getting through difficult times. And he he would kind of envision like any problem that was in front of him. He kind of looked at it like it was a brick wall instead of like a like a cement wall or, you know what I mean? It's brick. You can bust through brick if you try hard enough. And I had never really thought about it in that way before. And it was just really, really encouraging to hear from somebody that's in that kind of situation, still stay that optimistic. And and he was being realistic about his situation, right? He wasn't just saying, of course, I'm going to beat this. You know, Uh, unfortunately, he didn't beat his diagnosis, but it is just a really, really inspiring book. I'm glad I read it. It was a super short read. 
Wow, I like the brick wall thing. Um, yeah. He's almost saying, like, subtly, like, if a problem's very difficult to overcome, try breaking it into small little chunks, because I bet you can overcome it that way. Right. Yeah, I really liked it. And I also finished this book that I just found out about a couple weeks ago, and I burned through it in a few days, and it was called A Dowry of Blood by an author named S.T. Gibson. And it was a wild ride. It's this really, it's about 235 pages, and it's written from the point of view of one of dracula's brides i feel like i've heard of this it's like a letter from the bride to dracula kind of post all kinds of like events and their their relationship and it is very violent very bloody lots and lots of sex scenes go if you want to go check this book out obviously definitely go check content warnings it's a lot of gaslighting and just abusive relationship type things all around but it is a very very beautiful book very well written and watching all of these events through this woman's eyes right and it's like it takes this really cool perspective of dracula as not this kind of like demigod mysterious figure but more this kind of mad scientist jerk who hmm. objectifies people and i will say it was just a really fantastic book but definitely check content warnings because it's a just a whole book of content warnings but I had never heard of S.T. Gibson before, and now she will be an auto-buy author of mine because I will read whatever she puts out now. She is an excellent writer. Gorgeous language. I'm so happy to hear that you are continuing on your excellent book streak. A couple podcasts ago, you were saying that you've just been nailing, just rolling 20s on books for the last half year. And it sounds like you're still hitting those 20s, my man. Speaking of hitting 20s, I'm reading a book right now that I'm pretty sure might be my favorite book I've read all year. What? And it's, well, it's only, only the two 16th. weeks. I know, but <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how I'm going to find something that can top this because this book is absolutely incredible. And oh, I'm so happy. And it's been sitting on my shelf for a little while. It's called Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Have you ever heard of it? No. Oh, I mean, I, maybe you, you got to really read this familiar. book. And it's it's. It's too bad because I, I'm, I'm not going to spoil hardly anything from this book because when I realized what this book was actually about in like the second chapter, I got so excited because I thought this is just your run of the mill space opera. I'll take a space opera any day. I love me a good space opera. This is not your run of the mill science fiction book. It is not. It is so, so good. Just trust me everybody if you like science fiction this book won the arthur c Clarke award it is fantastic i'm only i'm about halfway through it right now wow and yeah so the, the hot streak definitely continues i really want to read that you just sold that hard <laughs> happy to <laughs> I'm do like it intrigued man and in addition to those books i've also been listening to an echo of things to come on audiobook walking around going to work and stuff like that and it's a really good audiobook and it's been helping me through because that book is definitely a doorstopper I also have been sinking my teeth into some audiobook this last week. We finally had some good enough weather for me to resume running. And I chose this. I just needed a good space book. Been reading a lot of fantasy stuff. So I was like, I'm going to go space. And I want something lighthearted and fun and not so complicated. So I've been listening to a book called Columbus Day by Craig Allenson. What's that all about? It's really interesting. It's funny. I wouldn't put it in like, dude, this is an amazingly written book. It's just kind of a fun space romp where... This guy stumbles across this extremely intelligent being that's in this little can, this little like tin can looking thing. It's like a robot, but 
he is from an advanced civilization that died thousands of years ago or something. And the robot chooses him to be friends with basically. And that's all about their adventures together in space. And it's just, it's silly and it's funny. And the reader does a really, really good job. And I don't know. It was really good to read. It was really good to run to. I think I've heard of this. This is from Expeditionary Force. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And there's like spec ops and black ops and there's a bunch of them. Yeah. I see that all the, well, whenever I go to Powell's, I always, I have like this ritual where I start in the A's and cool. work my way through the aisles. And I always see Craig Allenson there. So yeah, maybe I'll check that out. It's like I said, it, it's not, you know, the pinnacle of writing, but it's just a fun space romp. That reminds me, there's this series that everybody keeps telling me that I absolutely have to read, and I promise I will get to it at some point. But have you heard of the Bobbyverse series by Dennis Taylor? I have, yeah. I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, and they mentioned it. I don't know nothing about it, though. Me neither. I, uh, the first book is called we, we Are Legion. Almost every time I do a live, somebody asks me if I've read them. They, they seem like they're a lot of fun. Maybe that's uh, a series we might have to do after The Expanse. Yeah. It just got me thinking because um, people say that the Bobiverse books are, are really fun. How do, you, how do you spell that? Do you know? Uh, B-O-B-I-V-E-R-S-E. Okay. Bob-iverse. Dennis E. Taylor. I think there's like four books. I have seen these in Barnes & Noble right. before. Yeah. Like right in the back. Apparently, they're a whole lot of fun. So maybe after we do The Expanse, we'll do some more science fiction. I would like to do that. I haven't read as much science fiction as I would like to. Ooh, we should have a science fiction episode. I've got a bunch of suggestions. Ooh, okay. Uh, science fiction is definitely not my main genre, but I have read some really cool stuff. I would much prefer dragons, magic, and swords over spaceship technology and aliens, but I really enjoy a good sci-fi. Is it time, Evan, for the fictional fun fact of the week? It I almost is time. stumbled over that. <laughs> <laughs> You told me earlier that you had a good one, so I've been I've been waiting with bated breath all day. I do have a good one. So apparently, Brandon Sanderson's college roommate was Ken Jennings. And if you don't know who Ken Jennings is, he was the number one longest running winner on Jeopardy. They must ah. have had some really cool conversations. I bet you it helped him probably be the author he was, like having all these little factoids that the guy would just throw at him all the time. How do you even get good at Jeopardy? You just have to know like everything? Like oh. I have no idea because I, I definitely, I watch it now and then and I feel really good whenever I answer like three or four questions, right? I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm a genius. But I'm some of those- smart. Some of those questions are so random. It's like, how could you possibly know like what year this random painting was painted? Yeah. Or this woman from the 1300s, like her surname that no one knew about, or just, it is really strange how many random facts people could have. Someone told me once that you need to practice. They're like, oh, just practice will be better. I was like, practice? What do you mean? Just like know more things? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I wonder if there's some kind of like structure that they tell people about before they're on the show. Like maybe they hint they're like, all right, so some of this is going to be about Eastern European history in the mm. early 1400s. Right, or like something. Read up about right. medieval technology in this. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe not though. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the other way around. I just haven't really researched that hard into Jeopardy, but it is just really interesting to think about the chances of Brandon Sanderson becoming a world-class best-selling author are already so small. And then the chances of you becoming the longest running winner in Jeopardy are also really small, but together in the same dorm room, those odds are astronomical. So it is really cool. 
Um, when you told me earlier that you had a good fictional fun fact, I wanted to find one to match you. And I don't think this is going to be as good, but I'm still going to say it anyway. <laughs> Have you read the Codex Alera books by Jim Butcher? Uh, I read the first one. Yeah, well, apparently those were created because of an argument that he was having where he was saying that he could take, Jim Butcher was saying that he could take any random combination of ideas and make it into a good book series. And the other person who I didn't take the time to figure out who it was said, okay, well, make one about Pokemon and Robin Legionnaires. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that before. Yeah. Thus, the Codex yeah. Alera was born. <laughs> That is that is uh, that is one of the the old urban legends that I think yeah it's totally true. I hope so. I hope it's true. It might not be. I don't know. I really like those books though. It's one of the few books that the main character starts off and stays for quite some time as like the only person in the universe or in the world who can't do magic. He's like he's special because he's super not special. I kind of got that vibe from the first part of the Lycanius trilogy. Um, from Davian. Davian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like the same kind of deal. But I know I read the first Codex Alera and I, I thought it was all right, but I don't know. I just kind of, I think I got distracted and read something else. I think they get better as they go on, honestly. That is going to wrap it up for us here on the Monday Morning Minute on the Book Reviews Kill podcast. Thank you all so much for being here and I hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course, a great rest of your week. And to support Book Reviews Kill, please subscribe to our Patreon. There is a link in the bio. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. Cool. That was great. He said everybody, so I couldn't say bye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>